0: What's the fallout from week one of the preseason? Who stood out that we didn't mention yesterday and what's going on in the trenches? All that and more today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everyone. It's the first day after podcast of the season. We're going to have plenty more of these for you. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell so you get them all because we're here Five days a week for you, like clockwork. Glad to see that you're joining us. Make another Lockdown Show your next listen for us, if you would, because I think you're going to get a lot of information all the way around. We're free and available everywhere that you can find media. Here on YouTube, like, sub, hit the bell, do those things. Join us on Spotify, get subbed on Apple. You can do it all on any audio platform, because that's where we are all the absolute time. We have snap counts. We have PFF grades. We have Concepts that aren't necessarily in the stats yet. Who deserves more time after we take away from this first game? All that's coming up, but first, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, as well as RGR Football.
1: And more importantly, we actually have live Chiefs football. Uh, I know we talked about it yesterday, but there's something to be happy for uh, regardless. So uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the live stream if you were here. We appreciate that. My, I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. There is a lot to talk about. You get into preseason game number one, there are going to be a lot of things that we need to discuss. Uh, We kind of already talked about the, you know, the wide receivers a little bit, but there are so many different other positions that we've got to get figured out on this roster. And I'm still of the opinion that I think 47 or 48 of the guys are already kind of figured out, but it's those last couple, last maybe five that we have questions on.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of the, the starting block. And I think we can probably go right to that. Who performed to the point that they deserve to get more time? And I do want to bring this up so everyone can see it. Folks, if you are watching on the YouTube feed, you'll be able to get this as soon as I share it correctly. Uh, This is just one site's take, but I do think it's a good starting point for conversation based on what PFF has. Let me make that uh, uh, legible size because, you know, Everything matters. But when you look at who really stood out, James Winchester being at the top of this list in terms of special teams grades is not a surprise uh, because of his experience and everything that he brings to the table. But I will say this, having Joshua Williams right there behind him, Rasheed Rice, DiCaprio, Boodle, uh, I think Boodle and Joshua Williams in particular are going to be uh, points that we can look at as that helped out their case for the roster, not whether they make it or not, but it, it would help their case either way. Yep. Uh, Brad Cook, Christian Chin, uh Lamar Jackson, Smith-Marset, Freifogel, and then Isaiah Gathers kind of round out your top 10. Does anything surprise you about that, Chris?
1: I'm surprised, uh, and this isn't necessarily about the grades, but I'm surprised Cook is still on special teams. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Really where my big <laughs> surprise was. It wasn't necessarily the guys, it was more of, it, or the grades, it's more of who's still playing special teams. Like, Cook by himself just doesn't make sense to me since he's going to be a starter now, but Dave Tobe doesn't want to let him go. I get it because he played well on special teams last year. That's something he can do very well for this team. But I think you're going to need to find somebody else that can take his role and take it and not, you know, not get him out there on the kickoff teams or if he, or punt or wherever he was, I'm not sure. I did see him on a kickoff. That's the one I can think of. Uh, I think I saw him
0: on a, PAT defense as well. So yeah.
1: yeah. And when you're looking and I don't really care about those near as much. PAT field goal defense. I don't really care. It's more of where you have a chance of actually getting hurt. You're not generally going to get hurt if you're a back of the line guy on a PAT or a field goal. So yeah, fair enough. Don't really care in that regard. Joshua Williams is is a good sign. I mean, I think he's on the roster regardless, but right. him being able to play like that is, is going
0: to be a good sign for this team. And when you take a look at the defensive scores as well, like it balances it out because you have to scroll a little bit to get down to Joshua. Um, That's probably a sign that he doesn't want to see. Uh, He is number 11 uh, in terms of grade this week Uh, for PFF. Again, big grain of salt. That's just their takeaways. But uh, I do want to show that there, there are a number of guys here that are on that bubble. Uh, Lamar Jackson being a guy that could be a special teams type acquisition. Uh, We know about Nick Jones, no update on the, injury situation for Nick but he's here just outside was he he's in the top 10 he's at number eight so let's hope that 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 hand heals up
1: shout out to Leo Chanel for being good in coverage I just yeah. have to point that out that's something that we thought he would struggle with and could really limit the way he's being able to use on the team. but if he could do what he did and be good in coverage that's a huge thing for Kansas City to give them viability of playing four linebackers instead of just the three that we think about.
0: Yeah, and good for him. He was targeted twice, only gave up one reception for two yards. So you got to take that as a pretty good takeaway. Um, Not the end-all, be-all of his performance, but like that has been the weak spot. He talked about it, I want to say, a week ago, Leo did, about working on his hips, being able to be more mobile through the hips so that he can open up and turn and run. And I think that did show off. Um, Other performances that we didn't cover yesterday, a lot of trench talk here. Because Malik Herring showed up and, and was graded out well. Uh Felix and goes ended up in the top 10 on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's nice to see. When you boil it down and you take a look at the pass rush itself, uh I, I think knowing that Malik Herring was out there and contributing, Felix contributing, I think you feel pretty good about that. Um, I should put Danny up here to tell contributing. You. Yeah, yeah. You think he contributed <laughs> something? Yeah, Danny, Danny showed up. Um Again, I'm gonna shout my guy yourself. out. <laughs> Number six on this pass rush group, uh, 12 pass rushes and uh six and six was Keandre Cobert again against lower competition. Uh, but that win percentage of 20 percent is nice for a rookie to get. I don't care what the, the level of competition is, it's it's building up your confidence that I think you're gonna see a leap. Here we're gonna talk more about who gets more snaps next, uh, uh coming up in the in the later segment. But who else stands out to you? I really want to point out, look, oh, look at Danny
1: Shelton and his snaps. 11 pass mm-hmm. rush snaps. Uh, what was his percentage? 20%? 27 That's Okay. That's pretty good. And yes. I know he's playing down to a lower level of competition, but he actually could be contributing to this roster this season if he continues to do that kind of thing because they need defensive tackles. We've talked about them needing defensive tackles even if Chris Jones comes back. So – um great that could definitely
0: be something big for Kansas City when we flip over to the other side performances that that you, we need a little bit more time and and I don't have all 22 I don't know if we're going to get that at all in the preseason so we're going to go so. off of what the stats are racked up here and so Prince Takameno playing uh getting what 29 uh pass rush snaps no I'm sorry 23 pass block snaps zero pressures allowed you got to love that Uh, Shout out to my guy, uh, Hardy Anderson, uh, playing late, but uh, a guy that I do think is a developmental prospect the Chiefs can keep around. Uh, Getting some decent performance out of here.
1: How about Jason Godrick, who hasn't played an organized football game in his career and didn't, I
0: don't think, allow a pressure? Yeah, you got to take that. Did get the one penalty. And when you take a look at the snaps, it was uh, Prince Tag over on the left-hand side the majority of the time. But what we didn't cover yesterday, because I I didn't want to, like, Precursed the, the numbers when I didn't have them, but it ended up with Wanye playing over on the left-hand side more than the right. And that did not stand out to me on film, watching it live. Does that surprise you getting those numbers?
1: No. And I wonder quite frankly, if they're going to flip in game two and Wanye is going mm-hmm. to go in first as left tackle uh, and maybe have Prince go to right tackle uh, right now, as far as I'm concerned, it sure looks like Nying is off this roster.
0: Yeah, is that your your big takeaway at this point? With with Tegu Madaga playing decent, with Wanya playing all over the place, uh, that's, that's four tackles, including your starters. Is that the amount of depth that you think Lucas Niang may be on the cutting block?
1: I think he could be. I don't think there's any way to keep five tackles, and Prince looked better yesterday. And obviously you can't take everything down to just one game, but the way he went in and played with the twos, The fact that they wanted to see him with the twos and playing left tackle says a lot because regardless of, you know, drafting Yang, you know, three years ago, four years ago, however long it's been, it doesn't really matter if he hasn't developed, he hasn't developed. And the injuries coming back from is not is not a small injury. So uh, it's also possible that he could, you know, take another year and be better. But right now, it doesn't look like he's probably going to be on the roster.
0: Well, I am not I'm not sold that yet. He is also a guy who gave up zero pressures as well. Uh was I want to say 13 uh pat, no, I'm sorry, 12 pass block sets, 13 pass blocking plays. So I, I think inconclusive at this point, but I think we should get back to that as, as we get the second go round. Um it, it was a lot of green on the offensive line, not not a lot of pressure, I don't think, um, that really sustained anything. So well, I
1: feel good. I just going to say, the other thing that that points out, though, is Kansas City is in a much better position than most teams are. Uh, am I going to like Kansas City losing a couple players to injuries on the offensive line? No. But I feel a lot more comfortable looking at what the, how they did yesterday with injuries potentially happening, because they happen every single year, that you would probably be in a big, pretty good spot if you ended up getting injured in maybe even two or three deep.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, wani e. Morse did get uh, tagged with, with three pressures allowed, and so I think that's a little bit of going back and forth, but something they can build on. The, the question is, what else do the rest of the snap counts tell us? We're going to get to that right after word from our pals. Our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with our fantasy football host, Vinny Iyer, to bring you some of the best picks every single week, all season long, whether you're drafting right now, we're working that waiver wire. Let's check out who Vinny has set up for us this week with your guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. First off, it's still draft season. If you're looking for a quarterback that can get it done and maybe has the best target in football, look no further than Kirk Cousins. He's healthy. He's reliable. He's going to put out. And right now, uh, in this past happy offense of Kevin O'Donnell, he is a guy that is going to put up points for you with not only Justin Jefferson, but Jordan Addison as well, who is gaining steam across the league, there is plenty of room to score points back there. Vinny's going to set you up every single time with fantasy football, and they're going to get you on the road to your fantasy championship. Same thing with eBay Motors as they set you up for a championship with your vehicle. Right now, guaranteed fit is the way to go with over $122 million pieces, parts, and options, accessories for your vehicle right now, you can make sure that your ride runs smoothly. Whether it's hubcaps all the way up to taillights and rearview mirrors, everything you need to get down the road in a way that makes you happy, check it out at eBay Motors. They're sure that'd be the right fit for your car. That's because the guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part your car needs for your vehicle every single time, no matter what. So go out there, crank it up, go for a ride, see what fits because right now you know that you'll get the the most successful fit that you can for anywhere you want to go with ebay's guaranteed fit everything in your vehicle is just one click away for parts accessories that all fit your vehicle look no further than that green check get the parts the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com that's the guaranteed fit it's only available in the u.s eligible items only and exclusions do apply Now, exclusions are something that we need to come back to because we have to take a look at who didn't play. Especially, we had a long conversation about the performance of the, the past catchers yesterday, but it's who didn't play that kind of sets the tone. Obviously, Canaries Tony wasn't available, you know, Sky Moore. MVS did play a little bit. Um, not anything that I think to write home about. And so when we take a look at the snaps of who did play, Matt Bushman ranks in as uh the, the most receiving uh plays in snaps. And I think that's important. Uh, He's a guy that I think, what did he get targeted just the once? Uh, And we know how that ended, uh, unfortunately. But when you look at reception percentage, there's a couple of guys who did really well. Powell, kudos to him. Uh, We know that he's he's probably not destined for this 53, uh, but did a good job. Rasheed Rice started slow, but ended up catching three of his four targets. And I think that's probably something I didn't emphasize enough last night. And if you had to pick, who do you think – uh, were the three guys that came in at sixty seven percent reception rate? Reception rate.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Ross, um, Nico Remigio, uh, Which thank you, by the way, for your uh, appreciate how to pronounce your name. We do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been on Twitter, that's where we got that from. Uh, and then I'm not sure who the third one would be. And by the way, Romeo. I think Bushman got two got two targets because uh, the one it? with the penalty didn't count. But.
0: Right. Um, you were right on Romeo. Very good. Uh, Richie James came in at 67%. So did Kakoa Crawford. Mm-hmm. And so those are the okay. three guys that were up there. Uh, Ross came in at 40%, two out of five. Um, let's see, Marcette was at 50%. Noah Gray was at 50%. So a, a number there. Obviously, when you talk about yards per, per route run, I think that changes a little bit of the conversation because uh, there was a lot of chunk plays. And I think that's the nice thing when we take a step back is who deserves more looks. Obviously, Richie James ended up with like over seven yards per route run. Uh, Romeo ended up at 5.46. Uh, uh, Powell and it's Crawford that I think is really the interesting one. It was just two yards, but some of that was red zone. And so you have to take some of that back out. So when I take a look at this list, the guys that I think deserve more reps – Next time is coming up next, and there's going to be multiple guys in this group. As far as the defense, do you have anybody that you think stood out to you?
1: Well, we already kind of mentioned Danny Sheldon. Uh, I liked what I saw from him. I liked what I saw from FAU. Uh, you know, the corner that got the interception,
0: Halisi—is that how you pronounce it? i H- Halasi. Halasi. There's been a couple what? of different ways.
1: Yeah, uh, I think he looked really good um and his size is something that kansas city really covets, so i think that that could be a good sign going in and i'm curious if he's a guy that could possibly make end up making their roster with the nick jones injury uh but it's a big question as to how long jones is going to be out with his hand broken uh it's possible maybe he's in ir early in the season type deal and and we'll see how that ends up um you know, I was impressed with Chanel from what I saw from him. He didn't play very many snaps, but from what he did last year to, to compare to what they were asking him to do this year, I thought he looked a lot better. Uh, and he was attacking the way you would hope he would.
0: I, I agree. Um, I, want, I want to run down um, pressures. Pressures are important. Two guys that led uh, were Felix Andiko and Tamari and Karna, two rookies, played 34 and 33 snaps uh, respectively. I think that's that's a good start. Shamari, obviously, we know he got the sack, and we know that Spags is going to want to blitz him. That's what he was drafted
1: well, for. Well, hold on. I just got to point out, Spags showing blitz in the preseason is not normal. <laughs> no. That's so w- the reason I want to point that out is because I do think that Shamari Connor being used as a blitzer is going to be a big thing for this Chiefs defense. I think he's wanting to try to get a feel for it in the preseason see what the rookie can do in an actual game, and I think that's the reason that they were doing it because – they're usually going to run very vanilla defenses. That is not what I saw at times
0: on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's a function of of your two top defensive linemen in uh, terms of pass rush productivity. Looking like they're not going to play week one right now. So uh, how do you adapt? How do you take that on? We're going to talk more about that with Matt Derrick tomorrow and then Thursday. We'll run down what adaptations we want to see coming into the next game. But there are a couple of guys here that if you had questioned me, I would have – Probably balked at you. Malik Herring ended up with two pressures. He played 31 snaps, right in in line with Anadike, Uzama, and Connor. But there are two guys that produce pressures at a similar rate, obviously against lower levels of competition, that the Chiefs need to see more of. They're going to headline our next segment, which is who should be playing more in this next coming week. B.J. Thompson and Sherman Jones are going to be two of those guys. We'll get to that next. So I – give it away there before the break because I want to come back and tell you that for Truman Jones um obviously a, a feel good story of, you know an Ivy League guy that that's coming in as as an undrafted guy uh puts up only 18 snaps played uh 12 of them were pass rushes ends up with two pressures um, it, it with the leaders on this team just getting three in, in double the snaps, I think that's pretty significant. B.J. Thompson as well, another two pressures off of a few more 17 snaps in line with the Danny Sheltons and the Malik Herrings. I, I think that's positive, and those are two guys off the top of my head that I want to see play more snaps, and specifically more snaps in the first half in this coming week with the twos.
1: I don't think the first half. I don't think they'll be playing in the first half this week. I think that Reed is going to do what he normally does, in the first string and play pretty much the entire first half uh, with offense and defense. But the other thing I will say is, I wouldn't mind seeing more of both of those players. The problem that you're going to run into with that is that you're going to be in a situation where it goes back to what I was talking about earlier with the offensive line. Like I feel like Kansas City would be good if they went three or four, or even two or three injuries, I think they would still be okay as an offensive line they could get by. I'm not so sure the Saints could. Mm. You, you watch the offensive line, they were stressed out the entire rest of the game after their first unit went out. Uh, I'm not saying Kansas City's defensive line was killing them every single play, but there was enough pressure there, and I think they're, they would struggle with a couple of injuries, which means the level of their guys are not are just not up to the same level. So we'll see. Whether or not Truman Jones and, um, you know, they can it, both of them can have a chance at going up against the twos, but that's going to be in the third quarter this week, I think.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping that it gets into the first half because I think you want to see a little bit more oomph. It, it all depends on the opponent and the game flow, to tell you the truth. But two they're other guys on in, defense.
1: They're playing in Arizona, which I also wonder if Reed's
0: going to take into account. Yeah. With that field. Yeah, that's fair. Um, two other guys have played a lot of snaps. Uh, Cole Christensen played 38 snaps on this day, uh, graded out okay according to PFF, but I, I was not intrigued by by his performance. I actually would downgrade him a little bit. I want to see more Cam Jones if I were him. The two that played the most in the in the secondary ended up being uh, Khalifa Lassie, who we talked about, as well as uh, Echo Boy, though. So I, I'm interested to see what their snap counts become. Did they show enough that they start to get dialed back? Or would you like to see them play as much or more this coming week?
1: I think they need to be sprinkled in with the ones. I think you need to see what each of those guys can do. And you need to see if they have the ability. I mean, they're more than likely going to play most of the game in game three. But I think if you want to see them against better competition, you got to get it done right now.
0: I, I agree. I, I'm looking forward to that. So that leaves us, I think, with offensively, you have the weapons. Defensively, we have we have – young guys that are trying to make the roster. Do you think that we should see more Shane Bichelle, let him kind of showcase himself, or what do you want to see in terms of snap counts for the quarterbacks? Generally
1: speaking, Andy Reid is usually let the first string play into the second half. I don't know if he's going to do that this time or if he's going to – or not, but we'll see. Um, I'm really curious to see if he continues to do that, especially on the field, uh, in knowing what he already has at Mahomes. But the first-string offense did not look good when they played. So that's also something you got to take into account. Are they going to be something – are they going to be ready for week one if they don't get a lot of snaps in week two? Because they're not going to play in week three. That's generally the way it works with Reed. Uh, I think Gabbert really needs to get a lot more playing time just because I didn't think he looked great anyway. I mean, I think he needs to get to a point where he's comfortable in the offense. I don't think he looks like he is right now. Uh, you know, Buchel is going to be a guy that's probably going to come in late in the game. If they allow him to play in this game, they may end up not letting him play and having, uh, the other quarterback come in, you know, and play just because Buchel and, and Elodicon are probably going to be playing all of game three. I don't know that yeah. Gabbert will get me
0: snaps in game three. That's kind of my thinking. That's, that's fair. Um, and Royce, you are definitely right. Uh, we are dog-friendly podcast here, and you, every now and then you're going to hear some of that. That is okay. Uh, we're going to wrap up Oops, with a couple of your questions. Ah, psh, not a worry. My dogs do the same thing. Um, we're going to wrap up with a couple of your questions here, kind of speed round style. So um, if you guys want to get your questions, remember you can join us when we're live. In order to find out when we're live, you'll either have to hit uh, the Lockdown Chiefs account on Twitter. Or you're going to have to get subbed here where you can click on the notifications here on YouTube. Uh, we are live on YouTube, and then the show will be posted on all the audio platforms as directly as possible. But if you want breaking news, if you want initial takes on everything, you can get on the text line. That is the fastest way to get information. It's 816-357-8781 if you want to get signed up today. So, uh, Chris, you want to run down the questions, and we'll see what we got? Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Uh, There's no Jones news. No.
1: I uh, don't know that we'll have any Jones news this week. We may end up having to do a special podcast this weekend uh, if something breaks on Friday, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I do think that uh, he is going to sign probably coming this week. I will say there is something that was pointed out to me that I did not realize, and I apologize. Uh, he is not subject to a $1 million fine for missing preseason game because he was never a unrestricted free agent. He is one of the people that was – that became a franchise player. So it's treated a little bit differently under the CBA. Joel Corey put that out. So that's something Mm -hmm. to watch. He's not going to be subject to that. So right now he's a little over a million dollars. Maybe he's going to get to $2 million. And I don't I don't think he gets to $2 million. I think he shows up sometime this week, if not early next week.
0: I certainly hope so. If you guys remember, I gave my deadline that I think in order to be ready for week one, I think they need him in by the 18th of August. So let's hope that that gets done. And we'll see what happens. What's next?
1: Yes, he's coming off an injury. Uh, he sprained his, his ankle uh, punting. Yes. And uh, Remigio, I think, was doing a great, but like they showed a great punt return of Remigio. And you saw at the very end of that uh, punt, Townsend got hit by a player coming around and he twisted his ankle on that play. Uh, I don't think he's fully healthy yet. I think that that's probably going to take another week or two. Um, quite frankly, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have somebody else try to go in there and punt. Maybe Butker go in and punt uh, just to have some, just to have somebody out there that can try it in a game situation. Uh, but it is what it is. He's I mean, coming. if he's going to continue punting, he's going to, he's not going to be doing as well as he normally would just because I don't think he's healthy. And I think it's affecting the way you can kick the ball.
0: I think that position is coming. It's going to be a single specialist league eventually. And uh, Punt Kerr is what I'm going to call him. Uh, could lead the way eventually. So, uh, folks, that, that question was in reference to Tommy Thompson and his ankle. What else do we have?
1: Why did every play go to CEH? <laughs> we kind of talked about this yesterday.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Malia, the point is not to win the games. This is not part of their plan. They don't game plan. They're trying to see what a player has. And so they clearly want to see – how well CEH is moving, I think they wanted to put him out there a little bit. A lot of folks disagree with me, but I'm okay being different on this one.
1: But he's in a, he was in his hometown as well. I mean, I think that plays into it. That could play into it a little bit as well. You know, Justin Reed talked about going home and, and that being a big thing for him. You, you look at the guys that's that are from there, I mean, that's a big deal to them. Uh, so, you know, Clyde, I'm sure, had a lot of family there and, and has played a lot in that stadium, and they interviewed him during the game. And I guarantee you Chiefs PR had some kind of <laughs> – deal with who was getting interviewed during that game. So I have to think so.
0: And we're going to wrap up with Hefe's question here. Uh, What was Reed thinking when he put Mahomes in? And that is pretty straightforward in that you got to get all your players, including your starters, some bit of work. They've been itching. They've been throwing against air all off season.
1: And Mahomes has come out and even said that he wants to get hit. He still hasn't been hit. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, and obviously I, I figured that's going to happen this coming game. The one thing I will say that was encouraging is he watched the play from the tackles and yeah, Taylor may have missed a tackle or may, may have missed a play. Uh, but otherwise, you know, you look at Donovan Smith who looks pretty good as the left tackle for Kansas City in the nine place. He showed, at least from what I saw, Taylor looked pretty good at right tackle that offensive line is going to be very good if they can continue playing well. And I think that they probably do play all the way into the second half because that that team needs time to get chemistry. Uh, and this is something I talked about before the game. I'd like to see Wanya get uh, shoved in and, and play a couple of downs with the, you know, with the first string, get him in there as a right tackle, get him in there as a left tackle, uh, just because it's game-oriented. And Again. some coaches don't play their players in the preseason – i don't think that's ever worked out very well for them i I, reed's never been that guy he is old school and you look at the way he runs camp he's never going to be that guy
0: and and i don't think he should be i think everybody needs to 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 get some some reps in i personally feel like week two shouldn't be a half for the starters i'd like to just see a quarter we'll see how i feel at the end of the week when we give you your preview on friday well thursday we're going to run down who's deserving still and what expects uh, we expect to see his changes and tomorrow is Matt Derrick back with us
1: yeah and did you see the article that uh Pete King put out when talking about he talked to Mahomes at tra- training camp last week did you see that at all no and that's pretty it's pretty funny he talked about how Andy Reid talked about Mahomes and Mahomes talked about Andy Reid but it was Andy Reid said you know it was a little bit off of the quarterback situation when when he was getting cussed out by Mahomes But Reed also said he stepped away. He's like, I know he's, you know, they have that type of relationship. I know he's going to be that guy. He is that competitive. He is going to be the guy that wants to be out there and play. And the more important thing that comes from that is those two respect each other so much. But then you also watch what Mahomes was doing yesterday, or sorry, on Sunday in the preseason game, and you watched how hard he was cheering for his teammates. He was jumping up and down on the sidelines when Buchel hit, uh, Kakoa Crawford in the end zone. I mean, he was Mm -hmm. just so happy for that. And then he was happy for the remedial thing. And he was out there giving the team energy, which is something that they lacked early on in the game.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with that. And I think leadership on that roster, and I don't care who it is, it's always going to come downhill from QB1. That's it. Pat Mahomes is it. And everything he does trickles downhill. So I was glad to see that as well. So I'm glad Peter King got a little bit of it. I didn't get a chance to check that one out. So maybe I'll go back and, and have a look at it. Let us know what you think. What do you want to see next week? We're going to talk about Derek tomorrow. We're going to run down the adjustments we would make on Thursday. And then we'll preview for you on Friday as we take a look at what's coming next. Get onto that text line, 816-357-8781. And get subbed on all the audio platforms that you like because we're everywhere. We're here five days a week for you. Thank you, Logos. Thank you for everyone who's here with us today. Enjoy your evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.